Life Audio. Thank you for joining us for Sound Reasoning with Christian apologist and minister Perseus Poku of Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's program will educate, train, and empower you to defend your Christian faith with confidence. Perseus has his bachelor's in history and a master's degree in apologetics. We hope you enjoy this time of equipping so that you can answer questions to defend your Christian faith effectively. Now here's Perseus Poku on Sound Reasoning. Welcome to Sound Reasoning. I'm your host, Perseus Poku. On today's episode, I wanted to start a discussion on the doctrine of ministry. The doctrine of ministry. And after a word from our sponsors, we'll get started on the topic today. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. And this topic is very important because as a believer, as a Christian, we need to know what the Lord expects of us once we say yes. Once you accept Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, we have to know what the next step is. What is it that God wants us to do? Um, How does he want us to live? Uh, What are we supposed to be engaged in, and for all of us, uh, we must discover um, our spiritual gifts and uh, know where to exercise those gifts. And the Bible is clear. Uh, God dispenses uh, spiritual gifts to the body, and uh, those gifts are to edify the body, to build up the body, to be a blessing to the body. We are interconnected as believers. And so when we say we are Christian, it's not enough just to use it as an adjective. But uh, being a Christian uh, must also become a verb. Uh, Nike says uh, to do it. And in essence, that's what being a follower of Jesus Christ is all about. It's not about lip service. It's about doing it. And so... Uh, in working with uh, many Christians uh, at various churches, one of the things uh, that many pastors share with me is the lack of understanding among parishioners about their purpose. So as a Christian, are we clear on what God is asking us to do? Are we clear on what he wants us to be engaged in? Are we excited Are we interested about finding out 
God's will for our lives as it relates to ministry. So Christianity is not just about articulating or using the identification of a Christian, but rather the functionality of a Christian is just as important. It's one thing to say I'm a Christian, but it's a whole different thing to say that I'm a Christian who is co-laboring with Jesus Christ, as the Bible um, gives us that uh, uh, image. We are co-partners with Jesus Christ as it relates to ministry. This means that God is using you uh, to bless others. He's using you to share the gospel. He's using you to disciple others in the Lord. So the doctrine of ministry is um, a workshop that I normally do uh, at various churches, and we share with the congregation, and it's already in Scripture. Everything that we talk about is nothing new. The principles are already there in the Scriptures. It's just a reminder of what God's expectation is for our lives. So if, if we... Are, if we get excited about the sermons, if we get excited about the Bible studies, we get excited about the retreats, we get excited about the small accountability groups, uh, you may get excited when you go to the gospel concerts or even get excited when you witness uh, gospel skits and plays. You get excited about uh, the things you do during Christmas time when you go to uh, the gospel comedies and all those things are fine. But if we engage ourselves in those functions within a Christian framework, but yet uh, don't realize our purpose as it relates to uh, the sharing of the gospel, then we're missing it. If we're not engaged or connected to ministry, everything we do is supposed to point towards Jesus Christ in the sense of not just putting on events, but proclaiming the gospel, teaching the gospel. That's important. That's what God has called us to do, to go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, whatsoever he's commanded us. And look, he he gives us this assurance. He says, lo, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the world. And that's what he gave the disciples, but yet, This message to the disciples is not just uh, descriptive, but it's prescriptive. It's prescriptive. And by prescriptive, for those of you who've been listening to me, when I use that term prescriptive, that means that uh, those principles, those instructions, those commandments are designed for all Christians to follow, meaning that it's binding upon the hearts of all Christians to follow it. So when it comes to ministry, it's not just reserved for your pastors. It's not just reserved for your elders. It's not just reserved for your Sunday school teachers. It's uh, uh, it's binding upon all believers, me, you, Uh, the person that sits in the back pew, all of us have been called into ministry. So when you join a church, we should not just join a church for the personality of the minister or pastor. We shouldn't just join the church because this pastor is a good preacher. 
or this pastor is a nice person. We should join church also because we're interested in fulfilling the Lord's assignment for our lives. So if you might have a dynamic pastor, you, uh, you might have great teachers, but if that particular church doesn't create an environment for you to minister inside and outside the church walls, then you need to find another church. Church is all about the preaching of the gospel, the discipling of the saints. That's what church is about. Church is about in-reach as well as outreach. So it's okay for us to fellowship among ourselves, which is ministry, but also we need to consider outreach, uh, sharing with the community. And when we share with the community, uh, we must not forget the assignment. Again, this, this topic we're talking about is the doctrine of ministry. We can't forget our assignment. Uh, if you give our clothes in the community, if you feed the hungry in your community, if you provide shelter in the community for the homeless, all that is fine, but ultimately we do those things to point people to Jesus. So if you do a good deed without presenting the gospel, we've missed our mark. If you provide uh, divine service and you uh, don't share the good news with those individuals, we missed the mark. The example is Christ himself. Christ never met a physical need without preaching to them. Even if he said, go and sin no more, he's pointing them to the reality of divine standards, meaning God has a standard for us to follow. When we, when we fall short of godly standard, that's what sin is. Sin is falling short of godly standard. So when Jesus says um, uh, to the woman caught in adultery, um, we've dealt with the, uh, the noise, with the gossip, with, with, with the attacks. We, uh, he, he's, done, he's dealt with that. Uh, he who has not uh, committed sin, be the first one to throw the stone. And it says that they all walked away because they realized that they all have fallen short of God's standard. So in him coming to the rescue of this woman, he still didn't uh, uh, leave her from her responsibility. He challenged her uh, uh, when he dealt with her spiritual uh, standards and her, and, and her spiritual condition. So Jesus always dealt uh, with the spiritual. He, he, he dealt with the uh, physical. Then he's also dealt with the spiritual. So likewise, everything we do must be ministry related. Must be ministry related. So in the Bible, there's this term in the New Testament. Let us take a break to recognize our sponsors and we'll be right back. And uh, we say church. I'm going to church I've been to church. Uh, we use church uh, as an adjective sometimes, and uh, uh, church can also be used as a noun. Uh, we, you know, church folks or church people, however you want to put it. But the term ecclesia, uh, or, or, or some people say ecclesia, it means church. And that word church basically signifies a body of baptized believers or a group of believing Christians. So we are ecclesia in the sense that we are local as well as we are global. 
So all Christians around the world, we all share the same mandate. We all read the same Bible, and we all study the same Bible. And we all, in principle, are hearing um, similar messages. Now, I'm not dealing with the heretical churches. I'm only talking about the churches that are sound. We're global. We're everywhere. And this is the family of God. The family of God uh, belongs to those who have accepted Christ as their personal Lord and Savior and have agreed with Christ that they're going to um, be with him in service. It's okay to be inside your church walls and lift up holy hands. It's okay to be inside the church walls and fellowship. But it's also okay for us to take the witness of Jesus Christ outside the church walls. And I always challenge individuals with this. Let's start at home. Let's be a witness at home. Because if we're serving at home, then it doesn't become a foreign concept for us to serve outside the home. We must get in the community. We must serve inside the church. We must find our niche where God has called us to. If, you, if, if God has called you to be part of the praise team, we have to be open to it. Are you in ministry? And again, let me qualify that because just because you can sing doesn't necessarily mean God is calling you to be in the choir. Perhaps God is calling you to exercise your other gifts. Now, I'm not saying stop singing. Who can stop you from singing? I love to sing. I sing at home. I sing in my car. I sing at church when the choir is singing. I love to sing. But at this point in my life, God has prioritized other things for me to do, just like this radio show. It takes time. It takes prayer. It takes effort. It takes sacrifice. It takes uh, more time to research than you can imagine to do one uh, one radio show. And I'm not saying this to brag. I'm saying this so you will understand that when God calls you to, uh, to do something, we can't do it halfway. So, number one, we have to be plugged in. And once you're plugged in, number two, you have to be faithful. You have to uh, uh, consecrate yourself. We have to be involved in ministry, ladies and gentlemen. God has called all of us uh, to be in ministry. No one is like you. Your testimony is unique, and other people need to hear it. Then other people need to see us uh, being uh, involved. What would it be like if you and I and those that are sitting on the sidelines as Christians, if we all started participating and being active and naturally actualizing our faith, what would it look like? This world would be different. Our communities would be different. If believers start lifting out the creed of Jesus Christ, which is being a good neighbor, and naturally uh, presenting themselves and uh, praying for God to open up the doors so we can build relationships, thus sharing the gospel. So ecclesia is the church, and that literally means the called out ones. We are called out. So when we say 
that we are part of a church, we're telling others literally that we are part of a group of believers who have been called out. We've been called out by Jesus Christ himself. We've been called out from uh, degradation. We've been called out from the eternal punishment of hell. We've been called out from gossiping, called out from lying uh, um, or, or bearing false witness. We've been called out from laziness. We've been called out from envy, called out from all these things that we used to be engaged in, but God has delivered us. We don't do that anymore. We've been called out as examples. Ephesians talk about us being trophy cases for God, and that's what we are. We've been called out for God to use us. So we're part of the ecclesia. We don't live unto ourselves. We, we are interconnected. What I do reflects the rest of the body of Jesus Christ. What I say reflects the rest of the body of Jesus Christ. We are interconnected. God sees you as important. That's why he saved you. That's why God gifted you in such a unique way because he loves you and he wants the best for you. And think about this. If we're praying to God and we have a request, we go to the Father with our request, and God wants us to pray. But there are some qualifiers. If we have sin in our heart, you can pray all you want until you deal with that sin, until you confess that sin, until you turn your back on that sin. We're not going to get what the best that God has for us. Because we've put something in between us and God, which is uh, either our, uh, uh, our faithlessness or our stubbornness or our pride. God already knows. We just need to be honest with him that we messed up so he can cleanse us of our wrong and we can go and do what he wants us to do. So if you're praying to God about a situation, but yet you haven't done the first thing he's asked you to do, what do you think is going to happen? God asked us, well, rather, let me, let me restate it. God mandated us. He commissioned us to go into the highways and by, byways and share the gospel through profession as well as through our action. So we profess the good news, and then we live out the good news. And that's what ministry is. Ministry is both. It's not enough to say we have a soup kitchen. It's the ultimate goal to get people saved. It's not enough to have a closed giveaway ministry. Are we pointing people to Jesus? Or do we have a desire for people to accept Christ? Or is it all about doing good works? So we got to get involved in ministry. Ministry is what God used to affect the world until he comes back. Are we connected? Are we prepared with our own sermons? These are questions that we have to answer. Have we prepared ourselves in Jesus' name to be ready to give each man or woman an answer, a reason for the hope that lies within us, and to do it with gentleness and respect, 1 Peter 3.15. So ecclesia means called out. We've been called out by God on behalf of God to speak about God. In Matthew 6 and 18, it says, And the Lord added to the church daily 
such as should be saved. Acts 2, 47. So that's the book of Acts. It's the book of Christian history. And uh, the book of Acts, if we were taking uh, my hermeneutic class, I would share with you how uh, to approach the book of Acts. Uh, The book of Acts is a historical document written by Luke to Theophilus, uh, the anonymous one, uh, the man with position. We don't really know a lot about him, but he wrote this book to prove a point. He wanted to record the account of how the Holy Spirit affected the, uh, the, the early Christians to turn the world upside down. That is the core of the book of Acts. So when we see different uh, miraculous events, uh, miracles are rare events commissioned by God himself. And many of those miracles are not designed to be duplicated. They are a one-time rare event. If miracles happen on a regular basis, then they will cease to be miracles. It'll just be a natural occurrence. But uh, miracles are rare, and they're performed by God. But when it talks about um, seeing a particular text or event, we can know or we can learn if it's meant for all Christians to duplicate if we have uh, other uh, biblical text that will corroborate what we believe the Bible is saying to us. So when you take a text in isolation, be careful. Make sure that there's supporting uh, textual evidence in other places that can support the principles that you've deduced. So Matthew 6 and 18 says, and the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. And when you read that, uh, that God is adding to the church, that's not just a descriptive text. That's a prescriptive text. Why? Because we find evidence in other books and in other places where God is using his people and he's adding to the churches. So we just don't find this in the book of, of, of Luke. We find it uh, in, in, in uh, the Gospels. We find it in Ephesians as an example. So God adds to the church. We must do the work. He's going to use us as vessels to go out and perform the task. But all, cred- uh, uh, all honor, all reverence, all, all, all uh, the cre- uh, credit goes to God. So remember that. It was God adding to the church. And he still desiring to add. But he also needs us to do our part. The church, as God's people, is first of all created and called unto life. This accords with the Greek word for the church, uh, for, for the word church, which I said before is ecclesia, meaning called forth, summoned, empowered, lifted up. Uh, and, and that's the statement by Dr. Uh, Frederica Tom- uh, Thompson, uh, who is a historian and theologian. So the church has been called forth. We've been summoned and empowered. We have the Holy Spirit, right? We, 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 we talk about uh, being endowed with the Holy Spirit, and that's true. The Holy Spirit, he empowers us for service. But it's not just about the charismatic aspect as many people profess. Uh, and I don't have time to get into that, uh, what the functionality of the Holy Spirit biblically is versus what other people tell us. So the whole point on this episode 
is to present to you or to remind many of you of God's will for our lives. God wants us to be ready to share the good news and to be uh, ready to connect to ministry in order to be able to share the good news. That's what ministry do. We, we, we create these small cluster groups in our churches, and we, we call them ministries. And God needs laborers to work within those ministries. So if you're not fully connected, I hope this podcast, I hope this radio show encourages you to get connected in your local uh, church and to do the work that God has called us to do. So we're going to continue this topic on our next episode We ask that you continue to pray for us, and we ask uh, that if you desire to give, that you go on our website, srministries.org, and uh, you can give in that way. Uh, Please share our radio show with others, as well as to um, encourage them to visit our podcast. For those of you who listen through podcasts, we are on live audio um, in terms of our podcast, and of course, uh, you can catch us on the website. Again, continue to do for the truth what so many people do for a lie. God bless. Thanks for listening to Sound Reasoning with apologist and minister Perseus Poku from Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's lesson has equipped you to share and defend your Christian faith with boldness. Sound Reasoning Ministries offers training in apologetics, biblical studies, and systematic theology. Join in on discussions on Facebook at Sound Reasoning Ministries. For more information about the ministry, to send an email, ask a question, or support the ministry, visit online at srministries.org. That's srministries.org. Listen again next week at this same time. And remember, Titus 1.9 says, Hold firm to the trustworthy messages has been taught so that you can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. Sound Reasoning Ministries, srministries.org. And as always, we would like to thank our friends at Life Audio for their partnership with us on this broadcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting. If you're tired of parenting advice and news headlines that are more confusing than assembling IKEA furniture, we've got just the podcast for you. My dear friend Abby and I are here to help you navigate the parenting roller coaster. Should your kids be on social media? What should you tell a friend facing an unplanned pregnancy? These are just some of the many questions we tackle on our podcast. Subscribe to The Real Deal of Parenting wherever you find your podcast.